can talk about Morbius. Uh, Morbius reminds me of uh, Morpheus. <laughs> Every time I read it. <laughs> hey, man, Morpheus? that new Morpheus movie coming out. Don't do me, Morbius. No, no, no. No, man, they got Lawrence Fishburne in it. Nah, bro, I think you're talking about Mor. I think you're talking about Morbius. Alrighty, welcome to episode six of the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. I'm talking my about name it. is Deontay Epps, alongside my brother Dane Beasley. How you doing this evening, my guy? Doing pretty good, man. And then, for your information, I can introduce myself. Well, excuse Mr. me. Host. Nah, I'm playing. Uh, but what's up, everybody? It's uh Dane B. Is uh my buddy partner in crime Deontay already uh said but uh, take it away take it away chief we are back for episode six we're coming to you live not live but semi-live semi no, we record <laughs> we're recording this uh hope everyone has had a nice week so far almost at the weekend and by the time you hear this it will be the weekend so let's dive right into it dane we had national championship last week Mm-hmm. What was that this week? Am I all the way off? It was it was Monday, bro. It was Monday, wow. Bro. See, I'm, I lost track yeah. of time already. <laughs> it's all good, G. We yeah, we had the national national championship game on Monday, and I realized that I never gave my prediction on the last episode. But I honestly wow. was going to pick Clemson. I was going to pick what Clemson, and I know I copped out, man. I was going to pick Clemson, but of course. As you saw on Monday, LSU uh, and that Tigers offense, man, they just were unstoppable. They finished finished off Clemson and won forty two to twenty five, capping off one of the best and most historic uh, college football seasons that we've seen. Joe Burrow, Heisman Trophy winner, it's like he he was just unstoppable. He had a couple of few, uh, excuse me, a couple of times where struggled and Clemson, you know, kind of figured him out a little bit, but. Second half, it was more him finding his guys, kind of like how we've seen all season, Dane, how mm-hmm. he's just killing it out there. And he ended up breaking Colt Brennan's record for most touchdown passes in a season with 60. That's insane. So uh, what did you what did you think about Joe Burrow's performance and the Tigers in general, or LSU Tigers in general? <laughs> Thanks for specifying, because I was about to say, yes, uh, well, first off, I got to say it's go Tigers. Um, <laughs> thanks, Kojo. And uh, but man, I thought it was over for him for a minute, man. When they went down uh, the way that they did, he just made some phenomenal throws. There wasn't anything. If you didn't watch any Joe Burrow tape or any Joe Burrow games before that, I think you would have been fine. You would have been okay with evaluating him as a player and what he could bring to your team. If you, of course, you're in need of a quarterback. So right. just making, you know, throws, climbing the pocket, uh, the perfect touch on passes, going through his progressions. And then the what the most amazing thing about him, or I find the most amazing or fascinating thing about him is when the play breaks down and he just, he just goes in the God mode and right. seeing what happens. So 
but overall yeah. it was it was great. He he was phenomenal. He was he was great. That's when he's like really really dangerous like you don't think he can run but mm-hmm. when he takes off with it he's like outrunning linebackers and DBs. Yep. And, and that's going to be key for him uh when he goes to the next level as well being able to not force passes cuz he'll Just he has that gunslinger out. Yeah, he has a gunslinger mentality to him. He'll throw it up and let his receiver go get it, which which is great because you don't want to see a quarterback be afraid to take those deep shots. Right. But at the same time, forcing it constantly can lead to interceptions, turnovers, all that kind of thing. So I think, of course, I believe you agree with me. He'll definitely be the first pick, Cincinnati. Man. Uh, unless somebody trades up. I don't see Cincinnati trading out of that first spot. <laughs> <laughs> under under what smart. circumstances, if you're the GM or owner of the Bengals, and under what circumstances do you say, you know what, I'm going to trade this pick? What does that offer have to look like? Oh, man. I'm thinking like three, four first-round picks, maybe another quarterback in the package. I don't know. I just – it's got to be something crazy. I land like – it's like it has to be an offer where I'm stupid if I don't take it. I don't know what that looks like, but it's got. I, I just think you got to take Barrow, man. You're, he's an Ohio guy. Uh, he's from Ohio, so I, I feel like it would be a good story for him to be there. And uh, of course, I think the Andy Dalton experiment era in Cincinnati is done. Dang, and I, I think that could it. he could help. Re, yeah, I mean, you could put Joe Burrow in Cincinnati. They've got. Guys, there they got Joe Mixon, AJ Green. If they can get him to come back, Tyler F., uh, Eifert, mm-hmm. uh, uh, just uh, what's the name? Ross, what's his first name? Just uh, Justin Ross. Uh, is it no? Uh, is it Justin? <laughs> a little short. Josh Ross. John Ross. I want to say it's John Ross. <laughs> yeah, a little short, fast receiver. Yeah, he changed his number, right? Yeah. Uh, they got yeah, some John other guys. John Ross. John Ross. John Ross. Okay. Because he had that four four two forty in the combine, right? Yeah, Something he didn't like have on the right shoes, though. Yeah, on the wrong <laughs> yeah, shoes. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But I think uh, I think it would be smart for Cincinnati to take take him and surround him with weapons and see what happens, man. So what did you see out of that uh, LSU Tigers defense? I seen a few uh, – few uh Dallas Cowboys that's what I saw from uh, okay. keeping it uh keeping it 99 plus 1 with you uh, hmm let's see where do I start secondary or front seven either one let's either go one. front seven first front seven okay uh hmm the edge rusher that gave me the most I wouldn't say surprise or it being shocking. Uh, was it uh, Clavion Chasen? Yeah. How, how do you say that dude's name? My bad, bro. I, ain't, Cla- I, ain't I call him Clavion Chason. <laughs> okay, my bad, Clavion. Yeah. But he rattled, he got, he made sure that Trevor Lawrence wasn't comfortable at all. A lot of the criticism um, of Trevor Lawrence was that he was very erratic, forced a lot of throws, and he was just very inaccurate all night. And a lot of that can be credited to 
the pressure that uh, that Clavion was providing. Uh, a lot of people don't. I mean, your your casuals will say, "Oh, you wouldn't have. You didn't have a good game. You didn't have a good game. You didn't have any sacks." Well, if you actually watch the game, he was responsible for a lot of his teammates getting home. Uh, whether that was, uh, you know, tackles in the backfield, you know, with the running backs or or just setting the edge and forcing or rerouting your quarterback to go elsewhere. And then, of course, force a, a bad pass. So he did exactly what he was supposed to do. Um, I, I was, for one, amazed, of course. my I had my, my Dallas Cowboys uh, wishing hat on, like, oh, I want that dude. Oh, I want Scout that cap. dude. So, yeah. <laughs> So he's jumped out of me. The one person you really can't say jumped out is you because he, I mean, he wasn't really targeted at all. If if rarely was uh was Derek Stingley, like you barely saw that dude like on yeah. on TV. The only one, I mean, really, I, unfortunately, more than likely, if you're talking about DBs that might get picked up by Dallas, it's Christian Fulton, and it's no fault of his own, but he was just he was just getting picked on. But you know, T Higgins he'll do that to you, so. Uh, yeah, T. Higgins. Hmm. T. Higgins is a beast, man. And then he Grant Delpit. Grant Delpit. He had a pretty decent game. He had a few. They said he didn't miss any tackles. PFF said he didn't miss any tackles, but there were a few times where he like you know just got shrugged off a little bit. But yeah, he was all over the place. Uh, although it looked like he did on that. Was it the T. Higgins reverse? Was it a reverse that he had? They're like, let me double check. I think it was a reverse. I want to say that it was reverse. Uh yeah, it was a oh, T reverse. Yeah, it looked like he I mean he took a he took a decent angle, but it looked like he just kinda gave up towards the end. So that kind of yeah. seeing that I was like, oh man, that's not the type of and I, there's there could have been a million things going on in his head, like, oh, one of my teammates is gonna force him out of bounds at the end or whatever, but that kind of stood out to me. That play in particular. But other than that, I thought he had a really good game. Um I mean I still like him. He'd still be an upgrade over both of our safety positions, so I'd be completely okay with him on my team. So I mean, it was just an overall from the LSU defense. They were just a really dominant performance, and they're very consistent. It's like they all were on the same page. I guess that's just what good coaching does for you: is your your players they have that one vision, that one motive, and uh, they execute it. Mm. So you mentioned good coaching by the LSU defensive coaches, correct? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I'm assuming that's mm. a segue. Ah yes, I'm. I'm glad you said that. You, you uh, seem seem like you dying to tell everybody. <laughs> yeah, as uh, probably like an hour or two before this podcast, uh, mm-hmm. Baylor finally found their new head coach to replace Matt Rule, hey. and it'll be LSU's defensive coordinator, uh, Dave Aranda. Mm. So get some national championship experience on our staff and kind of light a fire under these guys and yeah maybe he could show off that ring and give him that uh get you one of these quotes get you one of these get you one of these yeah but i got a text text from a few friends and they're all pretty much saying uh he's a great guy i've I've watched in this short time a few interviews he's very calm very humble guy but he seems like he he knows what he's talking about. And if you look at his track record, I read uh-huh. something that said the last five jobs that he had were all power five jobs and his defense has mm. improved in those times. So he had 
the LSU job, of course, and their defense rose to like top 20 in the nation. Before that, he was at Wisconsin. Yeah. Yes, Wisconsin. And they improved as well. So Utah, he was at Wisconsin, Utah State, Hawaii. Those are some of the power fives he were at. So I'm excited about the hire. I think it'll help with recruiting for sure. If he can bring some uh, LSU type <laughs> athletes to Waco, that'd be great for us defensively <laughs> and keep playing that hard nose type type football that Baylor's used to or has grown to and grown into with uh, Matt Rule here. So, and then Joe Brady from on the offensive side is that took the job at Carolina for Matt Rule under Matt yeah. Rule. So LSU That's fans gonna be are fun to watch, kind of upset. <laughs> Man, That's gonna be dude. fun to watch. Yeah. So this. That's the that's the cost of winning the national championship. Your coaches get bigger jobs or move on to other places. Your players declare for draft. You declare for the draft, and you know, just got to deal with it. That's just good. That's just good leadership. Good leadership, and your your head coach has a growth mindset. So, you if you're a you know an LSU fan or a Baylor fan, you should for one be excited that you have that type of. Of, of coach that produces that type of commodity or that type of that type of uh, con- not content <laughs> creates that type of culture where uh, it's very simple or easy or easily attainable for other teams to say, oh, that guy has a lot of, you know, great talent on, you know, this could be both sides of the both sides of the ball coaching and playing. So I yeah. think that's pretty good. I know it's probably disheartening for y'all, <laughs> but I mean, y'all get over it. Y'all get more, get more people, better people probably, yeah. and it'll just continue. Definitely, that's how it works. Definitely right. excited to, uh, yeah, see where this goes. So, Making the news today, Odell. So first, what happened first? Oh, okay. So the NCAA had mentioned. Did the NCAA come out of a statement first about it, or people were just? Uh, did they? I think the videos were just circulating first. Okay, like, some things okay. popping up everywhere. So, so if you didn't know, uh, video was popping up of. Well, the first thing that popped up was Odell looks like he was giving what people thought was fake money, which I don't believe is fake money, but real, <laughs> well, we'll say money. Funny money. Funny money to uh, the players on the field. Who was it? Chase? Uh, some other players. It looks like he was giving them money right after the uh, championship game. And so I don't know if the NCAA came out with a statement, but LSU did, I believe, and said they were looking into it. But a lot of people were getting hype and griped over that. And then today I I saw the – I didn't even see the video of this at first. 
But I just saw that there was an arrest warrant for Odell f- for uh, and call it simple battery, and then the video yeah. came out <laughs> of Odell <laughs> in the LSU locker room after the game. Uh, he slapped the cops, but yeah, he looked inebriated. I don't want to judge, but he looked. I don't know. He just looked like he was having fun. I don't. I don't even know how to describe it, but. I just think that in that situation, maybe both sides as far as the New Orleans Police Department, because this is not going to – I don't believe this will stick. But I mean, at the same time, what do you think? We can all agree that it's probably blown out proportion, but we can also agree, like, bruh, if that ain't your – if that ain't your teammate, if that ain't your <laughs> – one, if that ain't your teammate, if that ain't your – Yo, one of y'all, I mean, I don't know why you would be wanting to do this, but if that, you know, let me just stick to this. If it ain't your teammate after him catching a touchdown or uh, turning over the ball or just making a good hands up play, I don't know what you got any business doing. I mean, that's your thing. That's your thing. But come on, bro. <laughs> come on, man. Yeah. Like, especially. And, and, and he, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say he's gotta be smart. Yeah, you know way smarter than that. You know, you're like a celebrity. Everything you do is gonna be blown to magnitudes out of this world. So I understand celebrating and being in the moment, but it's just not smart to attract attention in that manner, in my opinion. But so yeah, they have an arrest arrest uh, warrant out for him now. So we'll see how that plays out. But it's just. More stuff, of course. The media is gonna egg it on for however oh, long because yeah. it's Odell, and it's a good story for them to run with. It's a good villain story. Yeah. Granted, he, right. you know, rightfully so, should have been keeping his hands to himself, whatever. But it's we've we've heard and we've seen way worse things this off season within the last forty eight hours. So I don't know. Right. I think this will shift the narrative from everything that's going on with other not so juicy sports material so it'll blow over yeah, but at the same time hopefully he <laughs> learns like come on bro don't do no dumb sh-. i mean right because i've seen i've seen a few arguments saying that you know he was just doing that to distract the officer while oh you know old buddy was putting out his cigar or hiding or whatever yeah. but it's like you gotta you gotta be a little you just gotta be, be two steps obj needs yeah. to be two steps ahead of himself <laughs> like yeah he needs to be <laughs> that's two a good way to put it himself. Ain't no other way I could. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how, that's, that's all I'm saying. That's a good way to put it. So, man, maybe if he was in the playoffs, he, you know. Uh, it wouldn't even be a problem. He, but come on, the Browns in the playoffs don't play in the same sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know how them types is. <laughs> you and know. And you had San Francisco, Baltimore, Kansas City, and oh. Seattle. So, of course, we all, we both, yeah, we both missed out on that uh, no. Baltimore game, man. Oh, my goodness. Last week, man, the Titans just came to play. Baltimore, Bruh. I was talking about this with my brother on the phone. Uh-huh. Uh, Baltimore just. They did uncharacteristic things. Right. Throwing with Lamar Jackson 50 passes, that's not the business. That's not the formula. They weren't too far behind started coming back and they kept going to the past like if they had a lot of time to or they had a lot of time to you know continue with the game plan stick to the run but 
it's like they panic a little bit. And so, and on the other side of the ball, Derrick Henry is a man and uh, he, he's just going in beast mode right now. That's all I can say. The only thing or only criticism of that performance was it was that's all not all on coaching, but your game plan in and out of the season as the Baltimore Ravens head coach is to coach to the strengths of your team. Now, just because your quarterback is capable of throwing 59 passes a game doesn't mean you should do it, especially right. in the playoffs. Now, he's a season's, co- a season's coach. He is a season's coach. Harbaugh is a season's coach, so he should have known better, you know, basically by halftime or even by the end of the third quarter that they should have been able to drop a better game plan to combat the strategy that the Tennessee Titans were doing. They were just, they were crowding the line and putting pressure on, they were they were basically doing engage eight all game, pretty much. Right. They were hopping in a, <laughs> they're basically hop, clogging every single lane and sending a an edge rusher or an additional rusher on on each tackle side, and there is no way we didn't see. I don't I don't recall. I could be very wrong, but I don't think we've seen any screen passes. I don't think we've seen. No, I don't any, remember. Yeah, I don't. To counteract that, yeah. And what's up with? I don't know. I don't know. That was just poor planning but let's not let me not discredit the titans defense because they showed up and they've they've been doing this if anything has been successful and consistent the entire season with the tennessee titans it's been their defense they've been right their defense has been playing lights out for a while but it's kind of overshadowed because of how how crappy that offense has been looking but you know shout out to shout out to king henry King Henry and Ryan Tannehill being the perfect game manager for them and not turning the ball over. That's all you really need. If you got if you got a game manager, a beast of a running back, and a defense, you can win football games, especially in the playoffs. So that man. that was the game plan they stuck to, and they, they won with it. So, like you said, yep. salute man, to him. Tannehill might Trent Dilfer his way to the Super Bowl championship, hey. so. Could happen. I ain't even gonna get paid regardless. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I heard a hundred mil, bro. I was like, wow. Yeah. Did you hear that? That it, it could be getting a hundred mil. It's like it just it just goes back to what, but coaching. Coaching matters. Yeah. Coaching. He was, he's always and been, getting in the right situation. Yeah. He's always been the on the cusp quarterback. He's never been like a he's never been like a top fifteen quarterback. But yeah, you know, found the right system you know not forcing him to, to win games but he's also not putting in a position to to lose games so hopefully they, they do their yeah. thing and lose against these chiefs <laughs> and uh right and the yeah. chiefs the chiefs man Boy. houston what what is going Boy. on i i don't understand why bill o'brien is still their coach if I was a Houston fan, I'd be highly upset that Bill he got O'Brien's incriminating pictures of that, that owner or something, man. I don't know what it is. I don't they know. Just, Constantly, year after year, he's shown that to me he he's not confident. He's, I don't. I, I don't know if he's confidence. It's just. Oh I, no, no, I said I confident. 
Oh, I thought you said confident. Well, that too. No, I'm, yeah, and confidence is perfect. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. That's the perfect word because it's like I was listening to his interview and he had mentioned talking about different coaching decisions. Like, he makes the worst coaching decisions. Mm-hmm. The worst coaching decisions. Like, that fake punt makes no sense to me. None. And, his, and that dude and when was they slow. got the lead. Oh, my God. Who was that? Was that Reed? The dude was slow. Was that Reed? I don't remember that who it was. Okay. But I was like, dang, you stomach. I know I ain't the fastest brother in the world, but my goodness. Right. Boy, he was running like he was and... in, running on the beach or something. Up twenty four zero, and in my mind, I because I've seen comebacks, but I didn't know twenty down twenty four zero. But it was the Chiefs, so it doesn't surprise me that it happened. It's just Houston, man. You just it's the coach. That's and you talk about coaching, Dane. That's coaching. Giving up a twenty four zero lead, dude. You just you just can't do that. But shout out to to the Chiefs and uh, Pat Mahomes, boy. Cause then you could just tell once they got that first touchdown that they were going to come back. It was just like the snowball effect. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Dane, who you got in this uh, Titans Chiefs matchup? I have the Chiefs. Uh, I don't think okay. the Titans. I don't think what the Titans have been doing the last few weeks is sustainable over time. Uh, yeah, we know that Derrick Henry has well over thirteen hundred rushing yards in just the past eight games, but I don't see, even though how historically, not no correction, not historically, well, yeah, even how considering how historically bad the Chiefs defense is, I don't think that they're going to force their will the same way they did the past few games. Also, I don't think that Andy Reid is going to allow his team to come out flat like they did uh, for those several possessions in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, versus a team that they can beat. Now, I think the Titans beat them earlier in the regular season, but I think that was without uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, double-check and fact-check that, make sure I'm not out here spreading uh, lies and deceit to everybody because that wouldn't be cool. <laughs> that wouldn't be cool at all. But I just don't see – when I look across the board at the Titans uh, – oh, correction. When I look across the board at the Chiefs' offensive weapons, I don't see them – I don't see – them getting manned up and matched up across the board by Tennessee Titans. Now, though, that's the only the one of the only advantages that the uh, Chiefs have over the Titans that the Ravens didn't have. The Ravens have a lot of great talent on offense, but the personnel choices they were using and lining up in isn't going to expose or getting a get a significant advantage versus what the Titans have out there. Now, that's not to say the Titans defense is you know, a slouch or anything like that, but I don't think they have the speed or personnel to keep up with, uh, you know, uh, 10 personnel or even 11 personnel that the Chiefs would try out on the field. Right. So let's see. Oh, yes, the Titans did beat the Chiefs earlier this season. That was during week, what is it, six or seven? Uh, the Titans won 35 to 32. Of course, I think it was week week eleven. Oh, week eleven. Oh, I'm sorry, my yeah. bad, my bad. No, you good. I'm looking at it as you are too, and that was Mahomes' first game back. Oh, that was his first game back. Okay, why well, stand corrected again? But he my bad. put up, yeah, he put up numbers. Uh, what thirty six to fifty four forty six three touchdowns. With Derrick Henry went off. He had twenty three carries for one hundred eighty eight yards, two touchdowns. So, so I don't know. I don't. Oh man, I don't know. I don't see this game being 
uh, that high scoring on Tennessee side. I don't I mean, know if was... they can keep up with KC again like that. Right. And plus, I, I mean, the team is different. Both oh, teams ahead. are different now. Right, right. Both and teams I, are way different. And I'm saying that to I'm saying that to combat what I said earlier about me saying that they would beat them that easily. Like <laughs> I'm I'm uh contradicting myself, <laughs> if you will. But yeah, my bad. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I think the Chiefs defense is much improved than they were at that time. Mm-hmm. I think they're hitting their stride at the right time. Honey Badger, Tyron Matthews making plays. He's literally everywhere on the field. And I think his play and then that defensive line, they're getting Chris Jones back. If they can kind of contain, yeah, if they can kind of contain Henry, he might get over 100 yards. But if they can get off the field on third down, because that's what the Titans are going to try to do is keep Mahomes off the field and Mm -hmm. uh, keep that clock running, pound, pound, pound. But. If the Chiefs can get off the field on third down, I think this will be a, a – I won't say a blowout, but I think a two-score game. All week I've been telling myself the Titans were going to win, and I think that's just because the Chiefs are in the Broncos division and we don't like the Chiefs. But my logic is coming back to me now. So I think I think the Chiefs will win this game by two scores. Mm. I think – I just don't think the Titans offense can keep up with – Kansas City's offense, I see them being able to get off the field on third down and allowing Mahomes to get back in there and do his thing. So that's what I got. Um, And then on the NFC side, we got the Packers and the Niners. Uh, Mm. Last week, Jimmy Garoppolo and the Niners knocked off the Vikings. And uh, st- sent the uh, offense coordinator to the Browns right after. So uh, I, I I think the Niners' defense is really good, probably the best defense in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers is a legend, of course. Uh, but I haven't seen that same Packers offense that we're used to seeing, you know, under Mike McCarthy the last few years. But you to counteract let me, that, let me tell you before you say that. <laughs> Well, I will say the Packers defense is much improved than what we've seen as well. But go ahead, Dane. I think you underestimate. Oh, not specifically to you, but I'm speaking to okay. the general audience who's going to go with the basically an upset um, with the Packers losing. I think you're underestimate under. If I can get my words right, I think you're underestimating the power and the strength. And the precision of the NFL. Tell me, Deontay, do you know this off the top of your head? Who was the first Super Bowl matchup? Very first, the very, very first Chiefs Super Bowl Packers. Matchup, the Chiefs Packers. I didn't look that up. I knew it. Okay, sure you did. Anywho, <laughs> but anywho, I think the powers that be, you know, whether it be the Goodell uh, or the the higher ups would like for this historic and memorable hundredth season of the NFL to be exactly where it started out at as far as capping off a season. And that'd be nothing other than a good old classic fashion 
Chiefs versus Especially for the hundred the hundredth year, huh? And, and look, and here's another thing. This <laughs> this is not something that I created on myself. So let me not not let me not sound like I'm just this dude that comes up with these theories and stuff. No, I seen this one that I'm about to say on Twitter. I Everybody seen it. yeah, I seen it. All those freaking commercials, the State Farm commercials, they've been shoving down our throats. Yeah. With uh, Patrick Mahomes boy and Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Gutcheck Rogers. Exactly. So this is almost the same thing that happened that year that the 49ers and the Ravens went to the Super Bowl. Remember the Super Bowl commercials they had with the Harbaugh uh, brothers? I, I do not remember. remember oh, okay. Well, basically, there was a in one of the commercials, there was a fan giving the pregame speech and he was getting everybody hyped. And then, uh, well, I forgot it. Was it? Was it? John is the one that coached for the uh, Ravens. Jim okay. was Niners. They, well, they both look now like he's so one, of the, one of the Harbaugh brothers walked in the NFL locker room. And was like, he's like, what the hell is going on here? And he was like, I'm just giving the speech, coach. He's like, oh, carry on. And he walked out. And that is basically the the commercial for one of them. I forgot the commercial for the other one. But that same – this was before the season started. These commercials were coming out. And then, of course – Everyone with their tinfoil do-rags, myself included, was like, wait a minute, when the Super Bowl matchup, you know, when the the, the final game ended, it's kind of like, oh, man, this is the same same two teams that were featured in the commercials at the beginning of the year, and now it's the Super Bowl. So it's the same thing, which is coincidence? I don't know. I'm not too big on conspiracy theory, theories. Theory, huh? Just Conspiracy lie. theory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too big on conspiracy theories, but... <laughs> nah, but... This is uh this could be one of those things. So we might see the Packers and plus we we all can agree that that man did not get that first down. But you know. You didn't think so? What? I mean uh, I think he did. I well, I don't I I thought he did. They showed an angle. I know the one that blew up on social media, but that showed the line that the TV broadcast, the little oh yeah yeah line. yeah no but, I got you I got you I got oh. you I was specifically speaking about the aerial view that they had and I know you can't okay. see the I, knee I coming down from the that. aerial view well, it was not fully yeah. aerial it was more more so at like an angle but you could it was kind of just like come on bro that was a very generous spot but you know if you yeah this you just you can never 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 count on the reps when playing at Lambeau Field seems, I'm speaking from a very like specific place. Hurting my heart. <laughs> I kind of know what you're talking about. <laughs> I never let it go. The Dez catch. Hey, we no ain't talking about. We ain't talking about that okay, right now. Okay, all right, brother, all right. All right, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. You just ripped off I'm a done. band-aid of a. Okay. Sorry. Back. I'm done. Uncharacteristic, right there. But you get the point, <laughs> right? So you're picking the Packers. Oh no! I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a <laughs> jerk. <laughs> I'm going to be a jerk, and I am going to select the Packers. You are picking the Packers. I was, I was building up for – it was a build-up, <laughs> an dun, ironic build-up. Yeah, that's, that's what it was, but you, I guess you missed that. So, you know. But it dude. So we'll come back to that and see if – I have the better record again, again, than you. Man, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay, you know what? I backtrack. I'm going to San Francisco 49ers. It's going to be a okay. 
a, sh- a shaded red Super Bowl with the whatever red that the Kansas City Chiefs are, and then whatever I don't know if it's red or scarlet or whatever that the uh, San Francisco 49ers have. So that's what it's going to be. That's what we're going to get. How about so that? So he's going with the Niners, everyone. Going, yeah, with, going the Niners. with the Niners. And I don't like the Niners. Probably, I, I don't like Green Bay more than I like the Niners. So, you know, but that's for different reasons. So, yes, I think I know why. Hey, why is that, Deontay? Please tell me. You don't me. want him to get another Super Bowl ring. Oh, the Niners? Yeah. Oh, that doesn't bother me. The Niners have some players I love. I freaking love Richard Sherman. Oh, yeah, facts. Love Richard Sherman. That's a dog. That's a that's a dog right there, like Shannon said. Bro, that's, every that's time Richard right Sherman there. is at the podium, he's dropping gems. Yeah. Mainly calling he's out dropping people. gems. Yeah, point them out. Point them out. Oh, and that uh, Fred Warner cat. That dude's an up-and-coming star. Yeah. I like I like his style of play. That's that's what you call a good old fashioned off ball linebacker. <laughs> yeah, those are my picks, G. So we'll come back to those picks uh next week and see if we are correct. Talk about Morbius. Uh, Morbius reminds me of uh, Morpheus. <laughs> Every time I read it. <laughs> hey, man, Morpheus? got that new Morpheus movie coming out. Don't do me, Morbius. Hey, Morpheus, no, no, Morpheus no. Movie would be live, no, man, bro. they got Lawrence Fishburne in it. Nah, bro, I think you're talking about, Mor- I think you're talking about Morbius. Morbius. Okay, Dane, to get into our nerd part of the podcast. Yeah, let me uh, push my glasses up so I can see. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it now. I'm doing it now. Uh, All right. Sony released the Morbius trailer. Dun, dun, um, dun. And it is starring Jared Leto. Okay. As Morbius. And he is a vampire, correct? I don't really follow the comics more than the movies. So um, he is a vampire, correct, Dane? Well, I technically no. Uh, he's more so closely related to an MCU version of uh, Batman without all of the uh, money. <laughs> really? No, I was just joking. It was a, you know, he because oh, vampire. I was bats. like, what? I did see. Well, I did see the part of the trailer where all the bats came in, reminding me of Batman. So I was like, wait, yeah. Uh, but a lot of people. So this trailer came out, and a lot of the talk was. Mm-hmm. Uh, about Spider-Man and Marvel, because in the trailer there was two little nuggets to the Spider-Man of the MCU, yes, which is played by Tom Holland. So in the trailer, there's a part where Jared Leto's character's in a prison suit, and on the wall, there's a picture of Spider-Man that says, uh, with graffiti over it, that says "Murderer." And as we know, at the end of Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, Peter Parker slash Spider-Man is framed by Mysterio for his own death. So, uh, and we I see guess. everybody kind of turning. Oh, you said I guess. 
Yeah, that fool ain't dead, man. Oh, you believe? Oh, yeah, yeah. If you believe that, I got a bridge in Wakanda to sell you, bro. Because that's <laughs> no, that fool ain't dead. He ain't dead. My so bad. Every, Continue, yeah. my brother. Everyone assuming that uh, Spider-Man killed Mysterio. This is what we are left to believe, the audience. And so there's a nod to that in this Morbius trailer. And then at the very, very end of the trailer, we see a shot of uh, Michael Keaton's character, uh, Vulture, in the same white prison jumpsuit that we saw when he got arrested and put in prison at the end of Homecoming. So. Actually, his name is oh, Adrian Toomes. Adrian Toomes. <laughs> yes. The GOAT, Adrian uh, Michael Toomes. Keaton. One of the best Batmans of all time. In this case, it's Vulture. Or Adrian Toomes. The Vulture. So, uh, a lot of people have been talking about the Sony Marvel. How are they going to play on to each other with the multiverse and Mm -hmm. stuff like that, Dane? So, what's kind of your thing about if Morbius is going to be connected? Well, we kind of see it already is connected. So, how do you feel about it being somewhat connected to the MCU? Here's how it works for for Sony, the Sony movies. Uh, so boom, you have a variety of previously owned MCU entities or properties sold off to Sony Pictures because, of course, Marvel, 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 excuse me, Marvel was uh, on the brink of bankruptcy. So anytime you see what. Venom, Carnage, J. Jonah, Jameson, Stereo, in this case, um, Morbius or Morpheus. Those are Morpheus. Sony. Yeah, those are Sony properties. So anytime we have a movie that's, of course, uh, built by Sony or produced by Sony, they're reference. They're used as reference in the Sony universe. Now, to the MCU. Or to the Marvel Universe, only Spider-Man exists. These villains don't exist. So let's hop back over to the Sony Pictures. The MCU sort of is kind of like a, it it doesn't exist to them, but anything related to Spider-Man does exist. Um, I might have explained that. I might have, I hope I didn't, I might have, no, I think it's okay. Maybe, hopefully. My bad if I confuse anybody. I might have said that terribly (laughs) wrong. Basically, Spider-Man is, he belongs to Marvel Studios and he belongs to Sony. All of his villains or enemies or the majority of the villains belong to Sony Pictures. So while they exist in the movies, they don't exist in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That's the best way I can explain it. My interpretation of the way that it was, uh, that it was written in black and white. My apologies if I messed up. And if you need a... If you need a visual concept of what Dane is trying to say, uh, Dane sent me a a great article. And if you just Google, it's from the Boardwalk Times, but if you just Google the title, it says, A Visual Guide to Explain the Evolution of Marvel Character Rights. And it has several big Venn diagrams. Yeah, several (laughs) Venn diagrams interconnected between Sony Pictures, Marvel Studios, Universal Pictures, and Fox. Well, Fox is kind of all under Marvel Studios now, so yeah. all the characters that you see in this Venn diagram for Fox now belong to Marvel. So, 
Uh, but other than that, you kind of get a visual picture of what we're talking about or what Dane was talking about as far as which properties belong to who and how uh-huh. they can pop up and be referenced in different uh, different entities. So, uh, I, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I think it's cool. They got to I feel like you have to somewhat connect these universes because people know that hey, this at one point in time, this character knows who this character is. So why not just bring them together or kind of reference them in a certain way? Right. Uh, but I, I, I'm i excited for this movie. Um, I don't really know much about Morbius, but I think Jared Leto is a really great actor. And uh, I think it'll be a good movie. I really do. And who knows? There might be a Spider-Man cameo in there, too. So that'd be cool to see. Maybe. At least one can yeah. hope. Yeah, it's um not gonna lie. When they showed that you know this movie was on the slate to to come out, I was like, wait a minute, this can't be real. Maybe it's just gonna be. It's definitely not gonna be live action because why would they waste you know money on? I wouldn't even say a B list character or B list villain, but there's plenty of other villains they could have, especially Sony with given what they own, there's plenty of other better villains that they could have used to, right. you know, roll out the movie, but to choose Morbius, I don't know. So I was very skeptical at first. Trying to bring out the, the Sinister, Sinister Six. Six. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, it's just, I, I kind of was like, wait a minute, it's not going to work. Then I seen the trailers, like, wait, you know what, I might, uh, I might, I might go see this. But, right. And that's another reason why I don't think uh, the homie Quentin isn't dead, because, the Sinister Six, there's way too much, way too much material there, way too much storyline that you can throw away just by not having. I don't know. They could, they, there's plenty of variations of the Sinister Six, but one of the original, the original Sinister Six, it, of course, it does include Mysterio. So, right. I mean, yeah. I mean, but you know, you who can't knows? Have who in, knows? In we'll see. Parts, though, so. Yeah. We'll see in the next fifteen years. <laughs> right. No, I don't Lord, know how long it'll take. Lord willing, hopefully, doesn't doesn't uh, take that long to get here. But we'll see. And to go back to that article, Dane was talking about, or I was talking about, there is an updated Venn diagram on here at the Ooh. bottom that shows after the Disney Fox deal. Oh man, so, that mug is huge. Yeah, I just Dang. noticed that. So. It, if you really need an, a visual understanding of all the characters and who belongs to what type of entity. So it's all there for you. And then black widow had a special look. I don't know if you saw that day during the I saw it. Championship. I saw it. It was pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, it was legit. Kind of got more of taskmaster who I'm excited to see her go against. Uh, and if you don't know who taskmaster is, he's a mercenary Dane. Yeah. See a mercenary type? An outcast. But he mimics. Mercenary. Yeah, he can mimic any. If he sees it, fights against you, he has a memory where he can just see the fighting style, fighting move, and he learns it instantly and uses it against you. So a lot of people are seeing that in that little special look, he has that shield. So a lot of people have a theory like, at one point, did this character crossovers or see not necessarily fight Captain America but happen to see him on TV and mimic his moves or something mm-hmm. like that. So some there's I'm something really, special about him. I'm curious to see how they do his right. origin. Right. The background of his yeah. origin that. But there's something about him. 
something right. needs to be shown. So I uh I'm excited for this movie. It's dropping May 1st. I'm just excited to see MCU back in action because it feels like forever since uh Endgame and Spider-Man. So this next phase four is gonna be legit mm-hmm. and introduce supposed to introduce a, a ton of new characters. So pretty excited about that. Me too, man. Me too. I know they won't disappoint either, so there's that. At least I hope they don't disappoint. Right. I think I think it'll be Kevin Feige you know, always seems to know or think steps ahead and every time we think you question what's going on, they always drop something cool. So especially when I'm excited for the movie and then right after that those Disney Plus shows come on. So yeah. yeah the what's it called? Winter Soldier and Fal- Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wanda- was it WandaVision? WandaVision. Well, yeah, they moved WandaVision to 2022, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's gonna be good. Especially when she becomes a villain and nobody can stop her. It's the most powerful mutant of all time. Well, one of the most powerful mutants of all time. Man, it's about to be the, crazy. They play their cards right. Right. But the build-up is there. Be crazy. Yes, sir. So, uh, anything else, my guy? Nip, nip. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Said everything out uh, there, boss. Thank you. Said everything, buddy. We just want to say thank you again yeah. for listening to another rendition of your two best guys doing what they love to do: talk about sports and movies, yeah, superhero movies. So appreciate y'all for rocking with us and chilling with us as we uh, run our mouths about stuff that we might not uh, be the best uh, experts about. But we appreciate y'all for. Listening to our BS. Uh, we appreciate yes. y'all. <laughs> yes, for the BS. <laughs> yes, for the BS. Yes, for the BS. So. Yes. Please, y'all, um, keep rocking with us. Keep rocking with us, man. Keep rocking with us. Uh, if you do not know, you can follow us on Twitter at DF's Right Steps and Dane BTX for Dane. And then our uh, podcast Twitter is the duo SNS. <laughs> And we shall see you on the next one. Dane, what you about to do? And we out.